Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Hi, everyone. Lisa Tarmati here on Pushing the Limits. It's fantastic to have you back again. I'm so grateful for your time every week that you come and join me. And today I have a couple of wonderful guests all the way from Dirt Church Radio. We've got Matt and Eugene. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> awesome. So, I love this podcasting world. It's, um, yeah, it's all got all, we've got all the fancy gear, but not necessarily that professional. Yeah, um, not, not the Flash Studios, no. Not the Flash Studios. So um, welcome to the show, guys. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Now, I had the privilege of being on Dirt Church Radio uh, where well, the episode dropped last week, didn't it? And we mm. did it a few weeks earlier. Um, and I've had a fantastic response. So thanks, guys, for having me on your show. You're obviously huge movers and shakers in this world because, yeah, I've had so much response. So thanks very much for having me on. Well, thanks for coming yeah, on the show because we just had a massive response to what you had to say as well. And people really, I mean, you know, people really connect to your story and just, you know, your openness and your how, you know, how just raw and honest you are. And people, really, it really resonated with people. We had so oh. much feedback. Oh, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's, a, it's about let's keep it real, people. Let's keep it <laughs> all our conversations real and genuine and, and share the good and the bad and the ugly um, and celebrate the good stuff and commiserate with, with people when they don't do so well. So, guys, tell us a little bit about Dirt Church Radio. Where did this idea come from? What's your sort of, you know, what, what were you hoping to achieve with it? And then I want to go into your background a little bit and then into some of the guests the exciting guests that you've had on so go for it so dirt church radio i mean essentially the the, the title dirt church radio uh really means nothing it, it's it sounds good together and i think that's what we we wanted and, and it, it it was we also wanted to sort of look at standing out from the space of ultra this or trail weekly that um <laughs> eugene and i were running together um i was editing a magazine um about trail running and eugene i mean we we did run together every week and obviously being a huge fan of his because he's he's a journalist in his spare time uh from dirt church radio uh, i was a massive fan of his writing and he kindly agreed to contribute to the magazine that i was editing and we both would run together on the weekends. He was contributing and we both really loved podcasts. We're both avid, avid podcast listeners. And I was like, Hey, would you like to do a podcast? And, and he agreed. And we really took it from there, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just uh, wanted to do something that was genuine and that uh, we didn't want to do a podcast that talked about splits or, or marathon times or, mm. you know, 5k times. Or Sorry. Anything. There's our, there's our other, that, that's the other member of Dirt Church Radio, Rigby, Matt's dog, is a Rigby Kelpie. Rigby wants to be involved. Rigby always <laughs> wants to be involved. So Rigby is a Kelpie who um, runs with us and um, features at the end of each episode when, when we have a bark from Rigby. Also, if anyone swears on the podcast, we insert a little bark from Rigby. Um, <laughs> you probably so, a few in my interview. <laughs> no, actually, there were none. <laughs> I was just saying how... I was behaving myself that day, was I? Sorry yeah, you were, that. you were. I was just saying how Rigby appears on each show. He does. With a, with a thanks at the end. And also, uh, he, he, he bleeps out the swearing. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, got a, he's got a good knack of that. Yeah, he's very yeah. good at that. Yeah, so Dirt Church Radio was just, you know, we just, what we wanted to replicate was the conversations that you have with someone when you're out on a run. Mm. And running really is 
you know, it's, it's quite special, isn't it? And oh, yeah. you, you do, you, when you're running alongside someone, you seem to open up and talk in a way that you wouldn't if you were, you know, in a, in a stilted situation or in a, even in a cafe or something like that. You know, you really have to know someone well before you start opening up. Whereas when you're running, I mean, how many times have you, you met someone for the first time you're out running with them and suddenly you're talking about your deepest, dark secrets? You know, it's <laughs> like it just has a way of kind of opening up the conversation. And actually, there's, Matt knows about this, the science behind that as yeah. well. And I think in both our lives, in both our professional lives, it's something that Eugene and I do regularly. You know, we have these very intimate conversations, very mm. powerful conversations with people as a matter of course, um, and, and the term is autonomous intimacy. That, that's what happens when you go through anything together. Um, or there's a, there's a boundary that... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is an actual science behind that. Absolutely. It, we know this, but we, we, get, we can't articulate it so well. But yeah, yeah. you're running buddies that you went through, you know, crap with out in the, in the bush somewhere or some desert somewhere. You just have a connection yeah. that you can't explain to to other people sort of thing yeah absolutely absolutely and it's it's you know and i guess it's the thing isn't it and and you look at professions that experience this autonomous intimacy and i guess you know cutting a long story short it's why i'm married to another mental health worker and eugene's married to a journalist you know like that's (laughs) that's right yeah yeah Yeah. so and and i guess so our our skills you know as in being able to talk to people sort of compliment each other we both love we're both running nerds we love running yeah um and we love fine we love people we and love stories talking people narrative. Yeah, people's stories yeah. so so it just kind of came together we love the podcast uh you know platforms you know we adore listening to podcasts mm. and so we thought hey let's let's just try one ourselves mm. to be honest we thought if a couple of our mates absolutely uh, that we run with listen we'll be more than happy um <laughs> but we just launched it off out into the universe and it's just kind of growing and, and we've been really surprised and and even so you know i said that those syllables they sound nice together dirt church radio the the messenger group the group chat that we use uh is called dirt church um, because our friend Tom yeah. coined the term because he said, I'm going out on Sunday. So I'm going to dirt church on Sunday. I'm going to dirt church. <laughs> we said, well, let's have it dirt church radio because yeah. it'll only be our, yeah, so three, it was our three or four mates listening. Our friend Tom Agusa, who kind of yeah, really came up with that name. Mm. Um, I love just it. Just for our, for our messenger group of, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It makes thing. sense. To, it makes sense. You know, if you're not in the running world, then it probably doesn't make sense. But dirt church yeah. radio just makes full sense if you're into trail running or, um, then, you know, it just, does make a whole lot of sense so you got how long you've been doing it guys just over a year mm. so we started in july last year july last year yeah yeah, yeah. we did a we did a, a pilot episode which hasn't seen the light of day but it which will never see the light of day which we kind one. of distributed around around our friends and said hey what do you think of this and they came up with some good feedback yeah um yeah. but yeah we we launched into the world in, in july last year and we did really we once we once we started and once we came up with the idea and I remember it was on a run and it was, I, I, I you know, I, I, it was in I a, I almost remember the hill. I we remember where we were <laughs> exactly. And, and you said to me, because I was umming and ahhing about, you know, this job that I had editing this magazine, it, it, it really had taken on a very much a life of its own. Essentially. Then I've got two full-time jobs. Yeah. I, I've never run less. I've never been more involved with running culture and run less. So it was yeah. having a negative effect on my health. Right. Um, and Eugene said to me, what would happen if you left this tomorrow? Because I was kind of prevaricating or, or wanting to be a bit of a people pleaser, which is yes. in my nature. Yeah. Um, 
and we pr- we hit the ground probably about three weeks afterwards. It wasn't long. Yeah, so you we added we, another job to your job. No, I, I quit that job, <laughs> and that's what I, I did. I, I basically wrote my resignation letter um, pretty pretty soon afterwards. Yeah, and started this job that doesn't uh, pay anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the best job I ever had. Hey, we're good at doing that as runners. I've got a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then off we and, went. And so, so you that was so you were editor for Kiwi Trail magazine. I was. Yeah, yeah. And, Very lucky and, to do that. So yeah, you've given that up. So have you got a journalistic background as well, or you just did that? No, I don't. So where I come from, I mean, Eugene and I are around the same age. So I grew up uh, very working class. um, And, you know, my dad's an aircraft engineer, my mum's an administrator. And I grew up as this kind of very arty uh, child who wanted to do a Bachelor of Arts in Literature and Music. And my parents were like, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to get a trade. You're going to do something, you know, in the context, you're going to get a job and you're going to get a trade and this is what you're going to do. And I I was sort of stifled by the fact that I'm no good with my hands. I'm not very technically. So, you know, um, so I sort of fell into nursing really um, as a, halfway between well I didn't know I didn't really want to do it I wanted to be a musician I wanted to write and that's what I wanted to do and I was frustrated in that and going into mental health sorry it's a long answer um you very quickly realize that all we are as human beings or this is what I realized is a collection of stories Mm -hmm. so we have our unconscious stories we have our conscious stories we have our stories that are expressed biologically or stories that are expressed psychologically and the note writing in mental health so the, is narrative. So you write stories, basically, about people. Mm-hmm. And you sit with people and you help them make sense of their stories. Wow. So I was able to write. Yeah. And my love of it came from sort of that. And I, I was blogging at the time. You know, I was cycling and doing lots of other stuff. And when I was playing music, I, I, I do all the sort of the press. So I always had a... A passion for it but it's not something that i'm trained in no but matt's a matt's a beautiful writer i love yeah. his writing it's very it's very um it's it's unlike anything that you read anywhere else he's got a yep. great um great way of expressing himself in the, in the written form and 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 verbally as well so you know he he kind of you know he he is a writer Yes. Um, so you he, don't have to be classically trained at anything exactly no, and i'm exactly. having proof of that but. yeah yeah, and, yeah and me too <laughs> You know, like you sometimes you just get into things like you're just just totally random, you know, like yeah. writing books, like um, or like yeah. making docos yeah. that you don't know how to make. Yeah, yeah. You just jump in and you and you just make stuff happen. There like. you go. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially Absolutely. if you're passionate, because you know, obviously, Matt, you're um, you're you you love people and you love stories, and therefore it's a natural progression then to write people's stories and to write. Absolutely. You know, so Kiwi Trail Magazine lost you. It's because, but now you've got Dirt Church Radio. Absolutely, like yeah, yeah. Creative yeah. expression, and and this has gone gangbusters. The show, you know, like it's. Um, I've been I've been podcasting for three years, and I still am waiting for the gangbuster moment. It hasn't. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a labor of love. I mean, it's getting there, but you guys, I think you also have because you're in the journalist uh, trade, especially you, Eugene. Um, you know, that's that's. Oh my God, that we could go again. It's Mum again. No. So we got the Kelpie and we got mum ringing. 
<laughs> it's a very inclusive show. It's great. It's very, it's very family orientated. <laughs> um, um, you know, so you, you've, you've had that platform as well, having having yeah. success in the media every week. Yeah. Um, has that helped the show tremendously as well? Definitely, especially early on. Um, less and less now we hit, you can see from the figures where people come, how people come to the website and you can see that it's kind of grown organically itself. And now there's more people who come direct, far more people who come direct to the, to the site or find us through searching than, than through stuff. But yeah, absolutely. That was a, a sort of a real leg up. I, so I'm a, I, you know, I work, I work for stuff. I work as a journalist. And so, um, and obviously I just had to be a bit mindful that um, I didn't embark on Dirt Church Radio and then have my bosses say, hey, what are you doing? So, so I was just very upfront. And when we talked about it, I went, went to my boss and said, hey, I want, I want to do this. It's not a clash with what we're doing. It's very different to what I do yep. as a job. But are you OK with it? And he said, hell yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Why don't you do a column for us as well? Mm-hmm. And um, I said, yeah, sure. So, so um, every week I just sort of, we do this and um, it's just another way of sharing the stories really. And, and it brings in, um, you know, brings in a, a bit of audience as well. So yeah, we, we were very lucky, Lisa, that's absolutely right that, that we've got that yeah. um, to help us kind of yeah, find, yeah. find people or yeah, have people get, find get us. Start in the, in the, in the, in the world, because it's a very difficult world, eh? Podcasting mm. it. Um, is it, you know, a complete lay starting a podcast, obviously mm. also not classically trained in this sort of stuff. Um, you, you come up against all these technical problems. And oh, yeah. You, you, the whole <laughs> podcasting scene actually is very undeveloped still, even though yeah. it's a massive thing. It's like, it's not like um, a lot of other areas that have got a heck of a lot more tools. There's a lot more coming now. Um, yeah. and, but there's, a, there's actually millions of, of podcasts already out there. And the funny thing is, and we're going off on a tangent again, but um, many of the podcasts, you know, they're small little podcasts like what we're doing, but people don't even, you know, when I talk to my friends and I go, yeah, I've got a podcast. And they go like, what's a podcast? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I was just going to say, you know, you must, have, you must have found, you know, when you've said, I've written a book or I've made a documentary. People will know instantly what you mean. Yeah. When you say podcast, there's often that blank look on people's yeah. faces and they're, they're sort of like, a, a, a what? You a know? what? How does that work? Where yeah. do I find it? And what yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Very much, I think, it's, a massive yeah, this, Absolutely. Couple. And I think we're probably in that New Zealand thing that we are maybe, I don't know, I'd say we're probably 18 months to two years behind the, the curve. Yeah. Like you look overseas, there's... There's networks of podcasts that there is more yeah. established, you know, um, there's yeah. networks, there's, there's festivals, there's mm. conventions, there's a, there's a real infrastructure being set up around it. Yeah. But it is, it's that, you know, and also what we're doing, I think is, what did Adam Dudden call it? Chum casting? Y- yeah. yeah. Because chum if casting, you look at yeah, a, a yeah. podcast, say that Eugene and I both listen to like the daily, mm-hmm. um, the New York times, and they read out the credits at the end. There's 20 people working on each yeah. half hour yeah. episode. You We've know. got us two in rugby. And, yeah. and his you got me. Kieran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and half the time it's a scramble to get a show out. And, yeah. oh, my God, I, that, that, that interview fell through. I've got nothing for the week. And, and yeah. you know, there's always these panicky last moment. And, yeah, or, you know, or like you said, technical problems. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we Every had week. no idea how to you know how do you get None. this out into the world and so like spend a lot of time on youtube and then you think you've got it sorted and then there's a glitch mm. and you're like oh what's happened and you have no idea and you're suddenly 
scrambling so around. So famous guest on and the bloody thing won't work. And... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Or you mess up the times. Yeah. 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 Pretty yeah, That's think... what I did this morning. Messed up times and had a double, double whammy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are the joys of podcasting. So they people are. out there listening to both of our shows, Dirt Church Radio and Pushing the Limits, please give us some love. <laughs> Be a little forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Be a little forgiving. Us. Yeah. Yeah. When we, when we started and we had no idea about sound really, did we? Nothing. And, um, you know, if you listen to those early episodes, you can tell that we didn't really know what we were doing sound wise. Um, and, and used to get, get feedback from people going, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. give us a break, give us a break. Yeah, yeah. But we were really lucky and that, I don't know how we found us, but Andrew McDowell, who's an amazing trial runner is, uh, ran UTMB and is currently still in Europe about to run the world 24 hour champs. Wow. He, he um, got in touch with us and said, Oh, Hey, um, I love your show. I love what you're doing. Um, Audio you know, threat. I, I, I can, this, I can hear, I can hear yeah. that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I also happen to have a, a sound studio and I'm a sound engineer and I, you know, I played in, um, oh, look, he's, he's, a, he's a very, very famous musician. Yeah, he's an accomplished yeah. musician. And, and just, we were so lucky. And so he's kind of like our, our um, like phone a friend, emergency wow. help. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we were really lucky. Yeah, lucky. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've, you know, my first hundred and something episodes has still been, you know, hit and miss. And with the technology and with, with Zoom and stuff, it's it's a bit of a mess, yeah. And I've yeah, finally got a Yeti just like you guys have got there with the microphone <laughs> yeah. and, and that's been that's been a step up, but it's still a long way to go. And there are, you know, like I've been on podcasts like overseas that have, you know, got twenty people running the show, you know, and you're yeah. put in by the assistants and there's three cameras and there's, you know, yeah. whole studios and I'm going, Yeah, no, yeah, this is really <laughs> well, this is pretty cool. That's right. That's um, right. we we better get back to running. So Eugene, I want you to give us a little bit of a, um, a a rundown on your running career because you're a real you know died in the wall runner from 30 years ago so you know you've been doing it for a long time what sort of stuff have you been have you gotten into yeah I I've, I I can't remember a time when I didn't run yeah. one of my earliest memories is bizarrely it's a, a little little memory of me sitting on my stair uh, sitting on the stairs at home tying up my shoelaces about to go for I can just I can just picture that that scene, um, going for a run around the block with my dad. Awesome. And so I, I kind of remember, always remember running. Um, I remember um, I had an aunt and uncle who, who ran the Rotorua Marathon when I was, I can't remember how old I was, but I was quite young enough to think, oh, wow, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> and the fact that I knew these people was quite, you know, just blew me away. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I don't know what it was about it, but I was just fascinated by running from a young age. Never been any good at it. Um, always middle of the pack, but I just, I just enjoy it. I love it. And so running has always been part of my life to, to greater and lesser extents, of course. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you know, you, you're running more than, than at other times in your life yeah, yeah. but I, I ran my first marathon when I was 21 and wow. um um have just sort of carried on from there when I hit 40 I decided I wanted to run uh, 100k race and I looked around and realized that um I was going to have to run a trail race um and the thing about me is I'm incredibly clumsy I fall over anything. <laughs> and so I'd kind of avoided trails until that point, but I kind of realized that if I wanted to run a hundred K, I was going to have to run a trail race. And so I started running on trails at that point and I haven't really got off 
since. So that's mm. yeah, seven uh, years ago now. So um, I yeah, I, lo- I just I just love all forms of running. I'm very I, I hate it when people get tribal about oh I'm a trail runner or yeah. I'm a I'm a road runner I or mean. I'm a track runner or or I'm an ultra runner and and kind of look down at other other types yeah. of runners. It's like we're all runners. Yeah, we just it, run. You know, everything is valid, and there's reasons for doing everything. Even treadmill, absolutely, you know, I actually yeah, absolutely, like people, you know, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's just it's just running. It's it's you know, the, there's no point in dividing us up, and we should embrace what connects us rather than what divide you know absolutely relegates what divides us. Yeah, absolutely, and it brings us you know so much happiness and joy whether you're running mm. on a road or running on a trail or on a treadmill. You're doing your body good. You're doing your mind good. You're improving your yeah, health, hopefully, um, unless you're doing stupid stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so that's all, it's all got to be positive and everybody's mm. got this space, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and you, Matt, you, you're a bit more um, new, newer to running. You haven't been doing it for quite so long. But that's you're, right. You're, you're gathering momentum now. Yeah, so I've been running for about 10 years now, actually. And I, oh, I came wrong. from very much, a, like I said in that bio, you know, I said Fugazi saved my life. And I... I when I was a child, I was very sick. So I had um, a juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Uh-huh. So I couldn't run. Wow. I couldn't really move uh, very well. I was, um, I was sick. I was massively overweight uh, oh. because I wasn't mobile. Um, you know, I read a lot of books. Um, and I listened Just, to... He's got an amazing vocabulary. I listened to a lot of music. Yeah. Uh, I never had a girlfriend. But, you know, like <laughs> I, I did all those things. Uh, I, I read a lot of books and I listened to a lot of music. And... I um, came from a very, very competitive family. Like my grandfather, he was on the way to the 1940 Olympics um, in track and field before the war kind of broke that up. My father's very competitive. My sister's a championship athlete. She's a badminton player. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And so I sort of thought that I was this anomaly that I I didn't really have that competitive athletic drive. Mm -hmm. But I was intensely competitive uh, in terms of... um, music in terms of other other things um and i played pretty much professionally for 10 10 years like wow. it really was my whole my whole life um and then when uh, i found myself in a position you know young family and the band's like right we're going to the uk i stayed behind uh so i was got a girlfriend u- eventually no, I was married at the time. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd managed. Yeah, yeah, it's got over the line. I, I was married, I had two kids um, awesome. at the time. And and then found myself in, you know, my very early 30s or late 20s, no, just on 30, you know, not a very healthy person mm. and thinking, okay, I've got children and, and I'm going to need to actually start to look at some areas of my life, which, you know, comes with a lot of anxiety around making positive change. Um, so I started cycling. Mm-hmm. And long story short, we ended up moving to Rotorua. I got a job as a basically a charge nurse on the mental health unit down there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when we were moving back to Auckland and I realized that I wouldn't be able to cycle as much or mountain bike as much. They started running and we had a gravel driveway. It was 200 meters long and I could run from one end to the other. It was, and then I'd have to walk back. And wow. that's literally, it sounds so cliched, right? Like I ran, but that's exactly yeah. how I started. And then I could run, because we lived in Tikitiri by the rhododendron, right by Hell's Gate. I could run from my house by the rhododendron nursery 
to the state highway and then I'd have to walk back and then I could run there and back. And then we moved up to Auckland and sort of just never really looked wow. back from there. Mm. Wow. So that's, and you're arthritis. So you had childhood arthritis. Did that did. sort of clear up when you got older? Yeah, yeah. So I'm in remission. There's a 50% remission rate with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. And, and there are some, some other inflammatory or autoimmune kind of, you know, I have a, respiratory issues and stuff yep. like that. Um, but yeah, it did. It, it very much did. So I'm very lucky that, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, and, and relatively box fresh because I, I didn't, I don't feel like I'm very worn out because mm. I didn't do anything for the first yeah. 30 years of my life. Unlike <laughs> myself, <laughs> very worn out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, so sharing that. So, um, and as a, as a mental health, um, nurse, um, we talked about a little bit briefly in, in our interview, that must give you so much insights into the human condition and, and, and what, you know, like how much do you think, do you think running is a very good way to deal with a lot of mental health issues? Yes and no. I think, I think any, sorry, it's a really difficult subject. And I think what people think mental health is, mm -hmm. And what is publicized about what mental health is. And I think it's very good that we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression, we talk about, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think it comes from a very specific um, standpoint. And that traditionally has been like a very uh, Pākehā, heteronormative, privileged standpoint. You know, like yeah. I'm a bit anxious, so I'll do active relaxation like swimming or cooking or, you know, all those yeah. adverts that you see on television. I've, I've traditionally, I've always worked in acute adult mental health. So I work at, in secondary services, um, crisis teams, intensive care units. Um, so really, and now I work really in an emergency really department. Yeah. Yeah. Really so this is the people you don't, you don't hear about. So you, you're dealing with a population, you know, there's a massive uh, correlation between mental health and our indigenous population, the mana whenua. Yeah. There's a massive uh, correlation between mental health and, and poor physical health. You know, you're looking at sort of a 20-year uh, reduced lifespan. Uh, you know, the drugs that we give people are, are incredibly bad for people. Um, they're good in some ways, but they, you know, like yeah, there's links to diabetes, there's links to lots of like um, metabolic syndromes and stuff like that. And I think that yes, exercise is really, really important. But what people don't see is to the extent that serious mental illness actually robs you of your life. And so from a healthcare perspective, it's exercise has been something we've also been used to kind of beat the mentally unwell with. That's another sort of judgment that we, you know, like you should be getting out and doing this, or you should be getting out and doing this, or you should mm -hmm. be getting out and doing that. Mm -hmm. So I think on the one hand, what we need to look at in terms of, I think, taking it, oh gosh, taking a standpoint for mental health is we need to look at all the other things first that impact on people's mental health, like housing, food, um, the rates of sexual assault and sexual uh, trauma that go along with mental health. Yeah. All those things that we stand, that, that, that kind of, it's almost like you're not even getting to zero before then you can start to go from a run. Really yeah. well. If you're at a point where you can go for a run, you're doing you're okay in good. your life, you yeah. know? So, mm -hmm. And, and, and that's why I, I sort of, I'm getting more and more exercised about this whole thing about, you know, and especially in trail and ultra running, you hear the word nutter, you hear the word crazy, you hear the word all sorts of that. <laughs> I'd like to say, actually, it's, 
it's it's a very privileged position we're from. So, do you know, I think we need to kind of look at mental health in a um, in a different lens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Did I answer your question at all? Or just yeah, ranting? absolutely. And, and <laughs> yeah, so you've just given me an insight into the, we've, we've got, a, we've basically got two different yeah. discussions here. One, one is yeah. about, you know, I've got a little bit of depression. I'm feeling a bit low. <clears throat> That's right. Benefit from going out for a walk. And you do. And it's excellent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, running is excellent for you and it's excellent on so many levels. I mean, yeah. in, in, even in terms of, you know, there's a thing that we talk about called sensory modulation, which is you, you use your, I mean, you would have seen with your mum when she was trying to realign her neural pathways, yeah. how she was walking around, you know, and I'm stomping my feet. Sure. Yeah. You know, her sense of where she was in space, her proprioceptive uh, system, her vestibular system was out of whack. And how do you get that in whack? By moving, by, yeah. you know, people who have uh, low mood, who have trauma, who have processing disorders, who have all those things, that gets out of whack very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Running is beautiful for that because it stimulates your sense of your, your vestibular system, your sense of balance. It stimulates your proprioceptive system where you are in space. You know, um, the endorphin rush you get, it, it delays gratification. So mm -hmm. it breaks down that rigid thinking. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's universally helpful. But I, yeah, I think that's sometimes, there's a real silent, there's a, there's a silent population in terms yeah. of mental health. It's a simplistic view of looking at it when you're talking yeah. about more, and because you're in the acute and crisis yeah. areas where this is, yeah, that's not going to help. That might help. Which, which then also more. makes me think, am I actually just being a grumpy old no. psychiatric nurse no. and, and saying, you no, know, no, like, I I, I've I, said that, you know. Yeah, I think, because I think, Lisa, what you're saying is, is right, that there's almost like two conversations. Mm. And, and until until Matt and I really started talking about this stuff, I I was kind of blind to all yeah, of that. Yeah, well, I am obviously. Yeah, and and you know, for me, you know, running had helped me. You know, it helped and me it deal with helped me deal with grief. It had helped me deal with, mm. um, you know, you know, being yep. made redundant and those sorts of things. Yeah, all sorts of little things, or just when you're pissed off and you just want to go for a run and yep. clear your head and whatever. Um, and and so I kind of went, oh yes, okay, running is good for mental health. Mm without even really considering this whole other unseen side of it, which Matt is so right about. And, and it's, and, and I think as we hear more and more of, um, you know, people saying running is good for mental health as if it's kind of like the catch all, it's, panacea. it's, it's the panacea. Yeah, it ain't sure. It's good. It's good for lots it's of people. Wonderful. It's wonderful, but it's not the only, it's not a silver bullet. And also, I'd say for to allowing me the ability to do my job, I've become much more effective clinician since I started running. Yeah, and that's because I'm so much calmer, yep. and I'm so much, I'm so, I'm physiologically calmer. And if I go to work in an afternoon shift and say I've just smashed myself with a tempo workout or smashed myself with a run, and I'm I'm, I've, you know, you, you've got that running buzz on. You know what that, we all know what that feels like. Yeah. I'm less physiologically aroused. So therefore I can be You're not a calmer presence, yeah. which is so useful. Yeah. Helps with yeah. problem solving, helps with all those things. So yeah. from that perspective, for my own mental health, it's incredibly useful. Yeah. yeah. And I think all three of us on that level could say, yeah, that, I mean, because it's definitely helped me and helps me on a daily basis. Cope mm, yeah. So reactive to things. 
I mean, as does other things like meditation and so on. Sure, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. It is a, is a but so you, but you are seeing things through a really, very different lens that yeah. most of us will never get a, a view into that world and won't have an understanding mm. of it. And therefore, you're saying, yeah, some of the glib uses of the of the the language that we that we use and the the ideas that we have aren't always applicable to everybody and stop judging everybody by the same. Yeah, bang on. And yeah. I think as well, like think having the ability to reflect on it as we're talking, you, you say, Glib, but it's how people understand it because these are topics. And it's almost, you know, it's almost like, I don't know, have you ever talked to anyone who's ever been through Alcoholics Anonymous and they've done the 12 steps <laughs> and they just will, they'll just call you up on anything because all they have is these really intense conversations about, you know, really intense things. I feel like it's useful to even be talking about mental health. So I kind of have to, to wind it back a little bit and say, at least yeah. we're, we're having, yeah. we're starting the discussion, but what we should be open to as well is that the population that we work within is very privileged. Yeah. 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 And we need to recognize that. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we had, we had some really interesting conversations. We've had two, we've been lucky to have on the show twice, Dr. John Anata yeah. from um, UC Davis. Yes. Yeah. Who's, who's a, um, a psychologist. He's a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Sorry, I yeah. knew he was going to get that wrong. He's a professor. Um, yes, and not a, he's not an associate professor. He's a professor. He's a professor. Don't call him associate. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he um, and, and he, you know, he he. It was I. It was kind of a, a strange um, situation where I was kind of like this bystander on this amazing conversation that happened between these two clinicians, uh, Matt and John, as they as they discussed this, and I, I learned so much, um, and. And I think you know, John, John had that point where, sure, you know, running, running can help, running does help. He encourages people to run. But there's a point at which, you know, it ain't enough, yeah. you know, and, and you should go and get treatment. You yeah. should go and talk to someone. You should, you know, go to your GP and see what your options are. And I, I think that's, that's kind of the message, isn't it? Is that, yeah. yep, running is great. Running is good. It will help you. It makes you, you know, deal with the stuff better and whatever. But, but it, it ain't. It ain't it, yeah. No, necessarily. And I, and I think also one more one more thing on that topic is is where we're at in our own nation's history. So in terms of the colonialization, the post colonialization, you know, you, today you mm. had the, the the high commissioner from the English yep. government saying, "Hey, look, sorry about that." You know, when Cook turned up and didn't, yeah. she didn't say sorry actually. Oh, she said I expressed yeah, the regret. Yeah, 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 which is fine. Yeah. But we're kind of all these things impact on mental health and impact on people's mental health and so we're a young country as well in terms of that so i mm. think it's a really exciting time to be in mental health yeah because it's just it's just good to be so much more differently absolutely mm. and so keep these conversations going and keep 100%. opening up and, and yeah even if we don't have the depth of the insight that you have matt i think um it's important to hear from you you know like and to share those sort of you know little insights as to you know there are different levels it's just like there's different levels of everything isn't there yeah absolutely how much crap that you're dealing with and how much stuff is going wrong in your body or in your mind um and being able to to cope with it but it's a really important topic i know um you know my husband's in the fire brigade and they they um they're exposed to an awful lot so like you know they used to they had a, a day talking about the, the psychological impact of what they see and you know it really affects them yeah but there's still this very much it's difficult for them to share 
yeah you know, yep. um the, the stories and i know like he 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 you know even says to me i want to share but you don't know what i've been yeah. you can't yeah. you can't you weren't there in those situations and sometimes yeah. It's important to be able to share those sort of things with people that were actually yeah. here at the time. Yeah. Or, or you don't want to burden someone with it, you know? It's like, yeah. I, I don't want to, like, I, you know, uh, there's stuff that you do, it's like, oh, God, I don't want to burden you with this pain that I've got or or to kind of, you know, I don't want to, like, infect you with, with, with this, you know, trauma that I've yeah. gone through or that yeah. I've faced. And so, and it, I mean, let's face it, it's worse than males as well as men. You yes. know, I'm, I'm yeah. terrible. I'm terrible. I'm a shocker. You are, I, you are terrible. I shut down conversations. I'm an ex. All the You're time. really lucky that I'm actually having this conversation with you and then I'm not interviewing you because my, my um, go-to is to flip the conversation around. <laughs> and uh, rather than talking about myself, I will yeah. flip the conversation around yeah. and just start. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, haha, I'm off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't I'm work with me though. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. You're working with Matt and you've got me and I'm... I'm yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't work with me. How are you doing, Eugene? Okay. <laughs> are you? <laughs> it's important. But it, it, it is a problem, I think, for not, not just for men, but especially for, for men. Um, yeah. That, you know it's really hard to overcome and you know we've got to be tough and strong yeah. you know yeah how hey, you doing mate good mate yep yeah. you yep yeah. good yep cheers <laughs> that's it there's a conversation there's some real strengths to that though as well you know and I, and I think when we look at there's got to be that balance I mean I think one of the best things about even if you look at all our the way we are all our humor you know you think about flight of the concords or something like that. One of the things we're known for internationally in terms of being so funny, they're funny because of what they don't say. Mm. They're funny because of their, how laconic and how kind of flat they are and how, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we were talking to that woman from America at Wu2K who was doing that, oh, uh, yes. and mm. she said, you know, you're the most low key bunch of extreme athletes I've ever met. You know, <laughs> everyone here is just like, hi. You know, she yeah. said if this was the UK, uh, the US, there'd be banners Woo! and, you know, right. like shouting yeah. and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's actually the whole, you, you know, the, the, the American expressiveness, if you, want, yeah. if you want to put it that way, is just so much more than, than yeah. yeah, we are very, very, and, and it has its good and it has its bad side. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. I love, it was a friend of mine who ran, he lived in New York when he started running. And so he ran the New York marathon, I think four or five times. And, um, you know, of course, New York is like a, a, a 42 kilometer party, 26 yeah. mile party. It's just going off and all the boroughs, each of the boroughs are like competing to try and be better than the previous borough. So it's just noise and people cheering and barbecues and, you know, it's just going off. And then he came home and he ran the Auckland marathon. Right. <laughs> and he said, yeah, a lot. <laughs> He was running along Tamaki Drive. There's one guy standing there looking down the road, waiting for the one runner that he wants to support. Yeah. And all these streams of runners are running past. He doesn't, he doesn't move. Yeah. It's not till his one runner comes past and he goes, you know, good run, mate. Yeah. Yep. Looking good. And that's it. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> oh, oh yeah I, I must admit that i'm one of those crazies on the sidelines now if i'm you know at a race and not running it me too um, yeah waiting for my yeah. husband or whatever to come running along and i'm like cheering everybody on and you get yeah. no response back often no, that's right <laughs> you're like weirdo sort of thing. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. whereas when, or when we're running we try and i i try and draw energy from people yeah, so i'll yeah, be yeah. you know 
joking. And often, often it sort of surprises them. They're standing there on the sideline and I'm going, Hey, go on. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are you doing talking to me? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 Trying to, trying to get a bit of, get a bit of passion going. Yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah. Gonna help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, so thanks for that insight, Matt, and, and, and for sharing that. It's given me some food for thought for myself, actually, and because I've probably been guilty of some of those glib remarks myself. Um, and, you know, it just, just helps to understand, uh, you know, how people tick and, and, you know, that we just yeah, need to think of things on a different level. Mm. Um, so I want to change tack now, and I want to um, talk to you guys about some of the guests that you've had on Dirt Church Radio. Sure. Who were some of your favourites? Obviously myself. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> but apart from me, who, you know, who were some of the highlights that really stood out to you as being great interviews that you know you've had along the way? Eternal seriousness, you absolutely were a highlight. Yeah, and we'll just put a full stop in that. So, but thank you again. You know, and it, and it really was. Um, <sighs> wow. Uh, yeah, hard um, to single people out, really. It, yeah. yeah. Do you know it really? And I, I've. Sometimes I need to break it. Like after we do a, a recording of Dirt Church Radio, I'll have to go and do like, I'll go and wash the dishes or I'll go and do the shopping or I'll go and, because I kind of, sometimes it's the conversations that we have, we're so privileged. Yeah. Um, in, in that my life, my work life is intimate, amazing conversations. My, my passion is intimate, amazing conversations. And everyone who comes on, I mean, I could count on the fingers of probably less than one hand, people who we've had over the 62 episodes who have kind of gone, who it's been, a, it hasn't worked, yep. you know? Um, everyone is so gracious and generous with their time. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think. Uh, I'd say for me, a highlight, and that's a real fanboy highlight, would yep. be uh, Dean Carnassus still. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I... In the QMU library, you know, I picked up uh, Run, mm. you know, and, and there he is on the cover. And he, and I thought, he's stronger than any person I've ever seen. You know, he doesn't look like a skinny runner. There's this guy. And then you read the books. And, and then he's sort of, he's talking to you and, and how, I mean, you've met him. You know what he's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, um, yeah, I've got the privilege of, going and um, I'm hosting a night with Dean over in the Blackhall 100 um, Brilliant. next month. And I'm really, really, oh, next week, two weeks. Yeah. Um, really looking forward to that. And, and Dean's been, you know, hugely influential in my life um, mm. just accidentally really, because he's, he helped me get a couple of my book deals and, and helped, um, you know, get my sponsorship with North Face. He's a, he's a very generous guy. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, what was you know, of, we, he gets a lot of flack. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I've only ever found him to be just, you know, a very kind, generous, giving yeah. person. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I've got nothing but good things to say about Dean. Yeah, he was. Uh, I I distinctly remember that conversation because you you'd interviewed him for Kiwi Trail Run. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of times. Yeah. And it was early on, like yeah. episode five or seven. Something. Seven. Yeah, and and um. Matt sort of said, hey, we've got Dean, Car we can talk to Dean Carnassus. And I was like, oh, get out, whatever. <laughs> get off the grass. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, he said, no, 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 yeah. And, and we found ourselves sitting in my kitchen, didn't we? Very early in the morning because I was going to Fiji that day. Yeah, yeah and yeah. just with the time differences and stuff. And it was just, it was almost surreal. It was surreal. It's like we're sitting here talking to, what? Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then I kind of, my cynical journalist side of it, 
because you know that's part of who I am as well. Yep. I sort of thought, okay, this guy, he must have been interviewed, you know, what, a zillion times. Yeah. We're gonna be asking him questions or having we're not gonna have a conversation here. We're gonna ask a question, he's gonna give us a glib answer, you know. I was so wrong. Mm. He was just we had a chat. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like just having a chat with your mate, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. and he was so genuine and I was yeah. I was completely blown away by that. But yeah, so he he's a highlight. Who there's, else? there's so many others. Josh Common. Josh Common. Oh, he's been goodness. on your show. Yeah, Josh is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. He's yeah. Really connected and stayed have stayed in contact too. Um yeah. so his book, uh, Wind at My Back, if anyone wants to check that out. Yeah, but, uh, read it. Yeah, go yeah, and start down there. Listen to the episode yeah. two with Josh. Uh, leukemia survivor, yeah. mm. leukemia survivor, and and I've forgotten the names of the other stuff. Ah, oh, host versus uh, graph versus host. Yeah, yeah. 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 All the, just unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and you know, there is, we like Matt said, we were so fortunate. People are so open, and and we had such honest, raw conversations with yeah. people. Really, really lucky. Camille but, Heron. Yeah, but but with Josh, I remember, yeah. you know, there were some moments in that conversation where I just was just like. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? And, and, I, and I'd read his book. I knew his story. Yeah. But just having that, it's something about conversation, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And it's, hearing it's it different. And, normal, yeah. and I think, and yeah. it, again, to go back to the mental health thing, sorry, you know, normalizing something. Yeah. Like normalizing something like suicide. Like Josh yeah. Common saying, I was absolutely going to kill myself. Yeah. And I was absolutely going to do it. And what stopped me was that notion of connection. I looked around and I saw my mum's teacup and I thought, well, that's actually... She's made me a cup of tea. That's what... Wow. Yeah. Mum will come home, she'll get to... And she'll see that, you know, yeah, it's that normalisation. And I think that's part of the appeal of podcasts and that's part of the appeal of, you know, why we run together and why we actually socialise together is because we all look, as human beings, we look for connections. And, um, yeah, that stuck out for me. Yeah, definitely. He's a rock star. And, And... Yeah. You know, to to go from being such a top athlete and then yeah. so weak yep. and so vulnerable and so yep. broken, and then to build himself slowly back up, but still having a hell of a lot of challenges, obviously. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and to be so full of gratitude, you know, when I, mm. you know, because you know I tend to want everything yesterday and be impatient, <laughs> and moan about stuff sometimes, and then you know I think about stories like that, and it really sort of reminds me, just like, mm, you know. Yeah. Be grateful yeah. for what you do have because absolutely, be yep. Yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have had an amazing career as a runner as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. where would he have been yeah. now? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. the other. I mean, it's, it's always um, interesting to just um, yeah learn. You know, I always try and learn from our guests. Yeah, and you know, it's someone like Jared Hazen. Yeah, had, so he was wow. um, second at at Western States this year. Under young, the course record. Under the course record, yeah. yeah. Um, and he he's a young guy. He's he's really young. He started ultras when he was young. And he he's an example. You know, he sort of talked about um, that thing of if everybody's telling you you can't do something, mm. you know, it doesn't matter. You know, if you really want to do something, find a way to do it and do it. And it doesn't matter. You know, he was the geeky kid who kind of, you know, people sort of, um, thought he was the weirdo, but he'd found what he loved and he really wanted to do it. And so he just went and did it. You yeah. know, like how many kids would do the opposite? Yeah. yeah. You know? And as you know, we both got, got teenage boys. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really hard to try and get through to them that mate, be yourself. Be yourself. Don't, yeah. don't be what everyone else wants you to be, you yeah. know? And, and I think, you know, Jared's story is his own story, but there were, there were things to take away from that. So it's, 
Yeah, we're really lucky in the in the conversations that we have. That was just another Rod one. Rod Dixon. Stuck. Yeah, Rod Dixon. Yeah. You know what was that like? That was incredible. Like I, and again, like Eugene knew who Rod Dixon was, right? And I knew who Rod Dixon was, yep. but I'd never seen his 1983 New York Marathon victory. And I remember two days before we um, were supposed to speak to Rod, I put it on the computer at work. I was like, oh, I better check out. Or I, I, I image searched him and I saw that photo where he's, you know, like standing like that. And the British runners behind him is just like being carried off. Like he's actually, it looks like he's actually passed away. And then I watched the, I watched the finish, you know, how he, he, he chased him down, he ran the tangents. And I was actually standing up at work with my hands over my head, like just... Well, I think you were actually texting me like, he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this, Matt. I grew up with this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Um, Spoiler alert, he does. He does. Yeah. He wins. <laughs> it all goes well. Uh, his, you know, his, again, you know, the things that he's done, the, the, the kids marathon, you know, winning the Olympic... Uh, and just, the bronze and yeah and, and just sharing that medal. and how he yeah. carries that medal around with him everywhere he goes really and he mm. gives it to everyone he talks to everyone he talks to so uh, ronald reagan's held it edmund hillary's Major held Johnson, it magic yeah. johnson's held it probably oh, president yeah. obama's held it like but, but then about a, a thousand million kids have held it all the families he talks to have held it um and it's it's become worn it's wow. got a patina of you know all these people touching it so it doesn't live in a box it lives in his pocket pretty much That's awesome. yeah. and yeah. he talked about that his edmund hillary moment where he yeah. actually edmund hillary came to his school you know he just he conquered everest and and sort of said you know you need to go and you know you need to go and inspire the next generation of people or whatever he got his medal and then came home and basically looked up edmund hillary in the phone books it was new zealand and sure enough there he was you know <laughs> E. Hillary, you know, <laughs> went round to his house, knocked on the door. Is it Barbara? Lady Barbara? Yeah. Opened the door. I'm not sure if it was Lady Jane or... Oh, Lady Jane. His, 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 his yeah. Opened the door yeah. and Edmund and Hillary came to the door and they had this conversation. You know, just those... <laughs> just I get the privilege that we have. I feel so grateful to people that they share with us there. Yeah. It's these amazing moments in history. These amazing moments. Yes. Yeah. And, and just how he still stoked on it. He's still, I mean, he's in his mid to late 60s. He's still talking about it and he's still uh, not resting on his laurels. Yeah. I guess like he got quite emotional at the he end did. of the interview, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, um, what a chat. Yeah. 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 But, you know, these are your, you know, you work so hard for, you know, okay, we're not all going to win Olympic medals or anything. No. But we work so hard for the stuff we do do and, you know, I know a couple of times, you know, lately in the last couple of years, obviously with mum and stuff, I haven't been able to do the running and, and often I'm like, hmm, I can't do that anymore. Mm. And, you know, you get down on yourself and it's like, yeah, well, I'm just a has-been, you know, when I'm having a pity party moment or something. And um, and you shouldn't because yeah, you, what you've done is, you know, every single thing that you have achieved is yours yeah. and it should strengthen you for the, the coming challenges you mm. know? when you let it instead of going which, which I used to do all the time just uh, I got that one now what's next what's next right yeah. Not, yeah not actually integrating that win into your life I think it's important that you know we not only set massive goals and, and achieve these goals but we actually sit and go ha, look at the medal you know look at yeah. what I achieved look at the photos look at the whatever you've got yeah and actually let that sit in your psyche and actually bring it into your brain. Mm. That helps you in the, the challenges that you've got going forward. 
instead of going, well, that was then and now I can't do it and therefore I'm not. Yeah, um, mm. absolutely. Letting it, you know, be taken away from you again rather, you know, just because it's, you know, look at the All Blacks. Anyone who was in the All Blacks ever goes around, I was an All Black, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am All Black number. 40 years ago, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah. So that's still All Black. And we should be like that. We should take that, that away from, you know, that whatever you've achieved in, in, in your life and your running career and your whatever, be proud yeah. of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we're getting close to wrapping up. I just wanted to, um, if you guys, if, if you've got some um, little bits of advice for people that are wanting to get into running or like Eugene, you've had a, a huge history in running. Um, I'm not that old. No, no, you're young. But you've got, you know, you've got a few years under your belt. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What do you? What sort of information? What sort of words of wisdom can you share with people just starting out on their paths? You know, who aren't maybe the best runners in the world and are not feeling uh, as confident about getting out there and having a crack. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things to hold on to is have fun. You know, enjoy yourself. This is, we're lucky to be able to do this yeah. and, and always enjoy it. And the only race that I've DNF'd is because I got to a point where I thought, I am not having fun. This sucks and I hate it. <laughs> and, and I do this because I want to have fun. Mm. Um, sometimes that fun is in misery. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sometimes yeah. there's a fun in, in fun. struggling. Yeah. Whatever. But, but, you know, have fun and enjoy it. And, don't, you know, I think, I think kind of picking up on what you were just saying there about, about, you know, being happy with, with where you are and happy with, you know, and celebrating what you are achieving, you know, don't, don't look too far down the road. No. Um, just look at simple steps, you know, get along to something like park run. I love park run and the whole concept of it, of people coming together to run 5k or walk 5k and just do it their way. You know, that's, that's what you should be doing is doing things your way. Um, and, and just enjoy it and set yourself little goals. Don't go, you know, be like Matt, you know, like he, you know, running, running the end of the driveway, walking back. Yep. You are a runner. Yes. You're a runner. Amen. Yeah. You know, Love. and, and just, yeah. You know, I think you're a runner. Cool. If you run, you are a runner. Exactly. That's right. That's exactly. right. I think there's a lot, a lot to be said as well for, and, and you know, you're, you're, a, you're an example of this. Every person that we've spoken to, and, and I've included us in this, and, and to just turn up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's this really uh, amazing band called Gorilla Biscuits, and, and no, Seven Seconds said, start today. You know, start today. Yep. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Catherine Switzer. Yeah, we, we spoke Catherine Switzer. You know, yes. one of our heroes, and um, yeah. and and she's got this great saying of amazing things happen when you turn up. Yeah, turn up, just turn up. And if you turn up, amazing things are going to happen. If you don't turn up, you're guaranteeing they're not. Yeah, we could you still know. be. I mean, we could still be sitting here planning Dirt Church Radio. Eh? Yeah. yeah, you could plan out anything to the nth degree. Um, and I, I've found throughout my life that things kind of are. You know, again, you're never going to know. If you just sit back and don't. Yeah. So just get out, put your shoes on or don't put your shoes on. If you want to run barefoot, uh, get out the door and run and you're a runner. Yeah. You've started. 
just take action and little steps, yeah. little increments can lead to big journeys. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. To finish it. Hey guys, thank you so much for your time today. Everybody go and subscribe to Dirt Church Radio. Give these guys some love. They're doing a hard job over there and they're loving it. <laughs> they need some good feedback. So subscribe to both of our shows, please. Yes. Give yes. us ratings and reviews on both sides. Give us some love. And um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you guys? Well, we're on, uh, so we're on all the social media at Dirt Church Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website is dirtchurchradio.com. And you can get us on Spotify, Apple, uh, we're on Stitcher. Stitcher, FM Player. All those things. All the, all, we're across, <laughs> we're multi-platform. <laughs> <laughs> we're non-discriminatory when it yeah. comes to the po- podcast platforms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous, guys. Thank you so much for the work that you do for the community, for the running community out there. Um, and, um, you know, I really appreciate your time today and for having me on your show. It was oh, really legendary. The pleasure was ours. Absolutely. Honestly, this has been, and, and, and this is a real treat too. So thank you, Lisa. No, it's yeah. been absolutely fab. Great All conversation. Right. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends and head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.